The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. Good morning, and welcome back to my show, Go For It, here on the Empowerment Channel with Voice America. I'm so glad you're back here listening to me today and listening with my special guest, Kevin Crane. But before I bring Kevin on, I just want to talk about making the impossible possible. We've all had things in our lives that we never thought um, we are going to be able to make it better. But I tell you what, we've all lived through our worst days, and now we're living on to bigger and better days. And that's how I really fully love to live my life. So through my book, Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance, I talk about that a lot, and I talk about a lot about what we have to do to get ourselves through each day. And on page 85 of my book, I say, through anything in life, remember to live, laugh, and love. I smile and laugh all the time, especially through crises. It might not be the right way to handle it, but that's how I handle it. Early on in my adult life, I chose that reaction. Um, People used to say to me all the time, they cannot believe how happy I always seem to be and I wonder how I have a happy face on but you know what I don't know any other way I choose that I choose that to be um, that way in my life and I'm glad that people didn't know the depth of everything that I was going through when my husband was so sick I always did the fake it till you make a scenario I love my business so much that everywhere I went people knew it life is an adventure and we never know what the next day will bring so live it love it and endure it and also another author, favorite author of mine is Joel Osteen. And he has, well, actually he's got several books, but one of my favorite books is Every Day of Friday, How to Be Happier Seven Days a Week. And I bought this book, oh, several years ago now, but I tend to reread it. And one of the uh, passages in here on page 91, excuse me, no, on page 90, focus on your good qualities, focus on your victories, get off the treadmill of guilt, it's not taking you anywhere. Don't live another moment in regret. The source of your guilt may not have been your fault, but that's what mercy is all about. Rise above and say, this is a new day, and this day we'll rejoice and be glad in it. So that's my thoughts for today. I want to introduce to you my one of my favorite guests, him and, and my first guest, Nicolene. They were really my mentors through writing my book. Mr. Kevin Crane has just been instrumental in me, and I'm so excited that he's on the show with me today. A little bit about Kevin. He wrote a best-selling book called, um, well, his, his website, first of all, is federalsecurityclearance.net, and the name of his book is Access Granted. So Special Agent Kevin Crane, while he's retired now, is the author of the number one best-selling book, Access Granted, which provides easy-to-understand guidance on how to quickly and efficiently obtain a federal security clearance to include at the top-secret level. 
He has been featured in various news articles on radio shows and as a guest on TV news to include ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. His main focus is to help college students prepare for future career opportunities that will either require a security clearance, federal, military, or industrial, or any other career requiring a background investigation. To be hired, Kevin attended the Pennsylvania State University where he earned his B.A. in pre-law. He began his career as a U.S. Special Agent with the Defense Investigative Service Department of the Defense, which later became the Defense Security Service and finally the Federal Investigative Service under the Office of Personnel Management. That's a lot to say. During his 21 years of service to our country, Kevin conducted thousands of in-depth investigations for U.S. government security clearances. These investigations included interviewing over 10,000 references and subjects of investigation, as well as thousands of financial, criminal, employment, educational, and medical records. Prior to his retirement, Kevin had worked eight years as an assistant special agent in charge of the Wrightstown, New Jersey Investigative Field Office. He has been a longtime member of the Fraternal Order of Police, First Federal Lodge, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Kevin has practiced martial arts for 39 years, holds the rank of third-degree black belt in the Korean style of, oh, Kevin, Tang Soo Do, is a national certified AAU taekwondo coach and referee and is certified as an anti-child abduction instructor. He has taught thousands of students karate over the years to include community service work in 10 free anti-bullying clubs he implemented for two local school districts. During his tenure as a federal agent, he also founded and was director of a nonprofit agency to help the homebound and aging population by doing daily well-being checks. In addition to his public speaking engagements over the last 25 years, Kevin and his wife Phyllis currently own and operate a large child care center with over 200 children and a staff of 50. He is a member of the Fraternal Order of Police, the National Defense Industrial Association, and active participant with the National Speakers Association. And he's a member of the National Defense Industrial Association as well. Kevin, welcome to my show, and thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for having me, Joe. It's a pleasure. Oh, this is just great. You have done so much in your life already. My goodness, just reading this bio, I am just like in awe of everything you've done. I knew you're in martial arts, but you've done that for 39 years, and that so you're a third-degree black belt. How did you um, start? Let's just talk a little bit about that. How did you start in the uh, martial arts field, Kevin? Well, growing up back in the 60s and 70s, um, I used to watch certain martial art films, if you will. Most kids have a fascination with that. And I always wanted to take lessons. I started uh, when I was 16, and uh, it just kind of went on from there. When I went on to Penn State, uh, I went to a local branch campus, and we started a karate club. It was back in 1979. I was president of that for two years, and the last two years at Penn State at main campus, I taught karate up there and eventually uh, got together with some friends, and we started our own martial arts school, and uh, things kind of blossomed from there. Wow, look at you go. I do, um, I do uh, kickboxing. And so through kickboxing, one of our instructors was a black belt, and he actually taught us some martial arts moves. I, it's been a few years now since I've done them, but I'm very in awe of that because I know how valuable that can be. And what a, um, what a great thing to learn, especially for young children. So I give you so much credit for that, Kevin. Well, so tell thank me you a little very bit. Much. We, we try to make them black belts. Uh, in martial arts, but maybe more important, black belts in life. In life, that's right. That's exactly right. To teach them respect and um, 
the love of others, too. So tell me a little bit, Kevin, about you. Well, first of all, I want to tell the listeners. So back when I was writing my book, um, and I talked about this when Nicolene was on my show as well, Kevin had already written his book, and it was just getting out there and published when I was still in the thralls of writing mine. So I would watch Kevin and all his success that he was having on Facebook from writing his book, the, his bestseller, Access Granted. So I was just like in awe, and I thought, my goodness. Okay, so I, from you, I just want you to know that that empowered me to keep going writing my book. So well, I'm glad you, I could help. You're, you're a motivated person anyway, Joe. <laughs> well, thank you. And it's just, but it's just nice to see that other people with the success that you were having and that Nicolene was having, I knew that I could finally get my book out there and get it done. So, and you were all the encouragement too that you gave me through because the, there were times I would get really frustrated and I would email you and you would, you know, always gave encouraging words. So that I really, really appreciate. So, I just want you to know that you are high on my list of respect, and you have just been wonderful. So, all right, well, Kevin, so let's, well, let's get this started. Tell me a little bit about your background and your investigative experience, because it sounds like you have a lot of experience. Well, I think when you mentioned my bio, you, you sort of covered the, the majority of everything. Um, I, I guess I should let your listeners know the, the reason I, I sort of got involved uh, becoming a special agent is because I grew up in a law enforcement family. My father was a police officer at one point, the chief of police in the town. I grew up in, in the Catskill Mountains called Hancock, New York. And uh, most people coming into our homes uh, were either police officers, sheriffs, state troopers, or federal agents. And uh, it just happened to be the direction uh, while going to Penn State that I chose to pursue. And... Uh, 21 years, it was a good career, uh, eight of those as a supervisor, and um, I was glad to help my country uh, in support of national security. Um, a lot of investigations, uh, a lot of work, but uh, a great experience. Well, that's wonderful. Did you, and let me ask you, did you happen to be in the, in the investigative services during 9-11? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, uh-huh. Oddly enough, I... I was home uh, sick. I had actually a pneumonia, and I was laying on the couch watching the news, and I, I saw the whole thing transpire. Um, yeah, it was a very, very sad day for uh, everybody. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, back on to better topics. What? Why did you decide to write Access Granted? Because it's a phenomenal book, and anybody, everybody should get out there, and, and, and you might want to give... Um, a place where people can go and get the book is at federalsecurityclearance.net and also probably on Amazon, but you, you would know more than I would. So why did you decide to write your book, Access Granted, and where can people get it? Well, uh, to answer where they can get it, they can certainly go on to federalsecurityclearance.net. Don't put .com because you won't get there, and there'll <laughs> be a link. You can also go to Amazon and uh, type in Access Granted uh, with my name, Kevin Crane, C-R-A-N-E. It'll pop up. Uh, but my expertise covers security clearance background investigations, and I wanted to help people get their security clearances as quickly as possible using my experience of conducting and reviewing thousands of these types of investigations. Uh, additionally, I wanted to help high school and college graduates um, who want to work at jobs that also requires some type of a background investigation. It doesn't necessarily have to be for a security clearance, but most jobs today, uh, people need to pass some type of a background investigation. And uh, oftentimes students that are graduating have no clue 
that they need more than a degree to start a career. Uh, they need a clean background check, and uh, this would include for positions, not all-inclusive, but for some, law enforcement, banking, teaching, uh, the medical field, and many others. And I can clearly help these students. That is great. Well, and I didn't even realize there was anything that could help them, so I think that is fantastic. Um, so I have a bunch of questions to ask you about getting a security clearance, but would it be safe to say that most of what you're telling me is in your book? Yes, absolutely. Okay. That would be, uh, yes, absolutely okay. true. And federalsecurityclearance.net is Kevin's um, website address. And remember, .net, not .com. So, all right. So what is a security clearance to those who don't know? And to be honest, I'm not really sure I know what it is. So why don't you um, enlighten all of us to what a security clearance is? Uh, so a security clearance, uh, simply put, it's basically a type of permission or access that the U.S. government provides to someone who has undergone the proper investigation and meets the criteria for being granted what is called a quote-unquote a position of trust. Uh, the levels typically would be, again, simply put, confidential, secret, and top secret. There are some things within top secret, uh, but each of these classifications represents the degree of seriousness, uh, the unauthorized release of protected information under those uh, clearance levels would pose if an enemy of the United States were to obtain it. So, for example, uh, information, technology, government programs, or military operations, uh, the names of agents uh, that are classified, say, at the top secret level, pose what's considered a very serious risk for the security of our country if it were to be leaked to a foreign government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Because that's good to know, because I don't know if I even knew that. So who might typically need to have a security clearance? I suppose somebody who's maybe applying for a federal job? Uh, yes. Well, what I'll do is let me break that down into three separate categories briefly. Um, one would be individuals who want to work for the U.S. government. Uh, many of the jobs in government require that you pass a background investigation before they'll hire you. Again, it may or may not require a clearance, but you'll need a background investigation. And it would certainly include places like the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, Department of State, FBI. It's just to name a few. second category would be the U.S. military. Uh, military personnel work with weapons, technology, and perform missions that will be classified and require a security clearance. Uh, a clear example of this uh, in all of our minds would be when uh, SEAL Team 6 performed their classified operation to get Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. And the third category would be companies that have contracts with the U.S. military to make certain weapon systems that are classified. Uh, anybody that works on these contracts, such as mechanics, computer operators, system designers, etc., all need to be cleared uh, before they can actually work on these particular projects. Sure, sure. And that, I'm sure that's a lot for people. I do want to let you know we have about two minutes until break. So sure. what is, so can anybody just request a security clearance on their own? I guess I'm not really sure how to do any of that, but can they request a security clearance on their own? Or are people really nervous when they go and apply and they're not sure what's, you know, what's in their background? Well, the simple answer would be no. Uh, You can't get a security clearance on your own. Uh, Specifically, uh, a person uh, that's seeking a security clearance has to have the investigation officially requested 
by the federal agency, the military branch, or the private contract company that they want to work for. It's those entities that actually submit the paperwork, the investigation. You can't do it on your own. Gotcha. But, yeah, okay, so I was going to say, can people even try to do it on their own? I'm not, I'm not sure. Probably not, huh? No, they can't. Okay, good. <laughs> So I can't just go out and ask for security clearance anywhere, Kevin? I don't know where I would, but you never know. No, unfortunately you can't, but I'm sure you could get one, Joe. <laughs> oh, Kevin, you're funny. <laughs> well, I could always try, I guess. Um, okay, so let's see here, because we do have about 30 seconds until break. So you know what, what we'll do, Kevin, is we'll just, uh, your website to get is federalsecurityclearance.net. So remember, it's .net, not .com. And my website is www.johausman.com, which is J-O-H-A-U-S-M-A-N.com. And what we'll do, Kevin, is when we come back from break, we're going to talk more about these security clearances and what happens if um, when people complete their application and what all that they need to do. And I know you are so full of information. You are going to give us tons of information. People want to um, get a pen and write all this information down because it's wonderful. Also, if you have call in, if you want to call in and ask questions to Kevin and I, it's 1-888-346-9141. Kevin, we'll be right back after break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back. This is Joe Hosman with the Go For It um, show on the Empowerment Channel with Voice America. So glad you're back with us here. I have my special guest, Kevin Crane, with me. Kevin is a inter- uh, bestseller um, on bestseller publishing, and we both use the same publisher. And 
through Kevin is where I got my motivation to keep writing my book. Because sometimes when you're writing a book, you get pretty frustrated and you get pretty like, "Mm, not sure I can do it. Well, I'm sorry. At least I felt that way, that I wasn't sure if I could keep going with this book. And Kevin really just showing, learning from his success. Kevin was probably six to nine months ahead of me on his book publishing process. And so he really was instrumental in me with getting um, my book out there. So I just want to give kudos to Kevin. And he has been wonderful to be in my guest today. He actually wrote a book called Access Granted, and it helps you to obtain security clearance when you are um, applying for different types of jobs. And he really is driving for the college kids who don't know or not sure what they need when they go apply for these jobs. Well, and even for me, I mean, I mean I'm middle-aged, so I would need to know as well because I'm not too up on that. Kevin's website is federalsecurityclearance.net. And so we're back with Kevin. Thank you, Kevin, for coming back with me. My pleasure. And what we were talking about is we talked about can anybody request a security clearance on their own? I was kind of hoping I could, but since you said I can't, I guess that's fine. Um, what's the initial process that a person goes through to begin their to begin getting their security clearance? Is it do they have to um, fill out an application? Do how do how does all that go? You're right. Actually, they do uh, to begin. Uh, you'll be required to complete the security clearance application, which is called the Standard Form 86, or SF-86 for short. Uh, if you download this form from the Internet, you can certainly Google it. Uh, you'll see it's over, uh, well, for the ones for the security clearance, uh, over 120 pages long. Uh, if you're going for just a public trust position, uh, those uh, applications are much shorter. Uh, but the information from this form is uh, typed into a computer on a form called EQIP, E-Q-I-P. Uh, it's the SF-86 electronic version that's transmitted to the U.S. government so your investigation can be officially opened. And that's the, the short answer. Okay. So once, once you apply for security clearance... How long does it take? So I remember when I, I'm just going to pull up this out there. I, I applied for my passport many years ago. And they said, I, I can't remember how long it was going to take, like 30 days to six months or whatever. I mean, I got mine back pretty quickly. So how long does it take once you apply for that security clearance? Well, it, it depends on various uh, matters. Uh, if you're going for a confidential or a secret clearance, um, basically, they're just going to be doing some uh, record checks, uh, police, FBI, credit, uh, send out some letters, questionnaires. Uh, that you could probably get uh, within a couple of months, perhaps, presuming that there's no issues that come up. If you're going for a top-secret clearance, uh, that could take um, several more months, uh, and if there's any issues there, uh, only because it's a much more in-depth type of uh, uh, questioning and investigative process. Uh, some of them, when there's issues involved, it could take up to a year or longer, but oh, uh, wow. the majority don't. So within a year, you should have that uh, security clearance and possibly within six months, depending on if it's a clean investigation. Wow. So it could take that long. That's an interesting. Possibly. So if, if you're issues, yes. Okay. Oh, that's it. There's issues. Yeah, sure. So if an official gives a person the application for their security clearance and tells them not to list or perhaps downplay an issue in their background, what should that person do? So now it's reversed. Now it's the person that you're applying with. 
It is quite interesting, and believe it or not, this has happened to a number of young people I've investigated over the years. Um, typically, it's happened with military recruiters telling enlistees to not list certain things, such as prior drug usage. Uh, let me emphasize, though, that this is only a very small percentage of military recruiters. Uh, I know many military recruiters. They're all outstanding. But uh, in this scenario, if it does happen to a person, they should not falsify their SF-86. Uh, ask for another recruiter or a security officer if it's in the U.S. government or a private contract company uh, that tells you to do that. You should definitely not not put something down because they think it might uh, prevent you from getting a clearance. That would be the wrong thing to do. That's right. And you know what? I actually have a personal story about that. I know somebody, a gentleman that had applied at a federal prison. I mean, this has been probably 30 years ago, maybe. And he had stolen some um, speaker things from a bar or something. I don't remember what it was. But he never, never was never was prosecuted, never was arrested for anything like that. But when he went to apply for this federal job, he didn't put that down. And when they went to do his investigative background, they found that he had done that, even though he had never been charged for it. But the the police had come to his house. And so there was that on there. And so they had hired him, and then 24 hours later, they fired him. So, because I came back. Yeah. And so, like I said, and he didn't know he was right out of college. Like I said, this has been like 30 years ago. He was right out of college. He didn't know any better. And he didn't think it was any big deal because he was never arrested for it. So, and you know, in the long run, he actually ended up giving the speakers back and everything like that. But but that's what happened. He he got hired and then he got fired right away. So it can happen. Um, Like I said, I know that personal story myself. So I know of the person that did that. So anyway, so I can certainly attest to always put everything down no matter what, even if, would you agree, even if you're not arrested for it, even if you've, or would, how would you define that? Well, the process itself has changed a whole heck of a lot, but um, with the questions that are on the SF-86, you will have opportunities to answer pretty much everything that's occurred in your life. And uh, if you feel that it's something that could definitely impact your ability to get a clearance or something that you want to sort of, I guess, use the phrase, get off your chest, you'll have that opportunity to put it on your SF-86. And it's better safe than sorry. So uh, if you have a question about something in your background, just list it. Uh, They'll either cover it or they'll disregard it depending on if it's serious or not Uh, but any type of an issue will probably get discussed and at least you can say that you were honest and you put it down you didn't try to hide anything exactly and honesty is always the best policy in my book and I truly believe that so even if you question anything put it down and let them decide what they're going to do with it because it's better to be honest with them and come forth and outright with it than them to find out later and you not get the job because of it so because you lied actually so I totally agree Kevin you are one smart fella All right. so what usually takes place well you actually kind of talked about that so when typical investigation they have to go through all that it could take six months to a year um Okay, so say, let's go back to this scenario. So he had, he had taken these speakers, but he didn't know about it. Well, if he knew about it and he wrote it down, how can he fix that in his background? How can he fix these issues or how can anybody fix issues that's in their background when they go to apply for these jobs or even before the investigation starts? 
Well, that's, a, that's key um, to this whole process, and that's really the reason I wrote my book, um, How to Help People Fix Their Issues If They Have Any. Uh, the most important thing, Joe, is really to avoid any issues to begin with uh, whenever you can. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, obviously, if you can avoid problems uh, uh, such as uh, using or selling illegal drugs or being arrested, um, not having paid your bills because they check your credit report, uh, avoid those issues before they happen. Uh, in the event that something of that nature does happen, um, and it does to so many people. You know, bad things happen to good people. We all make mm-hmm. mistakes. We're humans. The government understands that. Um, if you have any type of arrests, perhaps you can speak to an attorney to see if you can get it expunged. Uh, you can still or will still have to list that on your SF-86, but at least you'll have a chance to explain that, you know, what happened. You were young, uh, maybe immature. You just, you know, hung with the wrong people, but you're not doing that now. Uh, if you're using or selling illegal drugs, uh, my best advice, obviously, would be to stop now. Uh, if you were using drugs the night before you're being interviewed by the government, and I've had that happen, uh, oh you're gosh. not going to get a security clearance. Uh, they wow. want to absolutely see uh, a period of time that has elapsed where you're no longer using drugs. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, if you have bills that you've not paid, contact your creditors and make arrangements to pay them off. And, and here's a gold nugget. Um, you will probably be aware of this, but a lot of young people aren't. Uh, you should request a copy of your free credit report. Everybody's entitled to get it. Uh, I have a link on my website to how you can get it. And uh, see if you have any issues that you weren't aware of. Maybe somebody got your name, social security number, and opened up a credit card uh, that you weren't aware of. And uh, it's been uh, shut down in, in collections. But if you don't do a credit report check every year, and you're entitled to a credit report from all three of the main bureaus, uh, I say get one every four months from one and just switch off to the other so you can keep track throughout the whole year. But uh, more people are denied security clearances uh, because of their financial issues. So if uh, your listeners need to look into this type of matter, I'd say do it now. But my book does discuss it at length. Well, and that is great advice, Kevin, because especially now you can get the free credit reports and you yep. might as well just keep checking it. And when I was back when I was, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s, I actually did a credit check because I wanted to buy a car, but I wanted to check my credit first. And here's somebody with my same name. And it wasn't, it was totally by accident. Um, they didn't know it either, but their credit was on my credit report. So here I had all this other debt, and thankfully they had good credit, but still their credit information was on my credit report. So thankfully I did that check on my credit report before I applied for that loan so I could get it all cleaned up before I went and applied for that loan. So well, once That was, it was the clean- right thing to do, and if you consider getting a security clearance uh, sort of like getting a loan, it's the same process. Exactly, exactly. And so the best thing to do is check it, make sure everything is right on there. And if there isn't, you know, start getting that all wrapped up and taken care of maybe before you do a security clearance application. Because if you don't do it now, you're going to do it later anyway. You might as well just take, uh, get it done with right away and then you can rest easily better at night. I know once all that was taken off my credit report, I felt so much better and so much more relaxed because once I knew it was there, I knew I had to get it taken care of. 
Well, that's the thing, Joe, with all of these issues. If you do it now before you're going for security clearance, you have time to fix it. If you've applied for the security clearance and you have these issues, it's almost too late to fix. Exactly. That's exactly right. And so um, it's really beneficial to just act now, get it taken care of. And do you recommend any websites to go for people to get their free credit reports? Uh. Yes, uh, they have one uh, uh, annual. I believe it's annualcreditreport.com. Uh, I do have a link on my website, so it's right there. But anybody can have access to it, and they will ask you a bunch of security questions. Uh, sometimes you can actually get your full credit report from all three right online at the moment, uh, and sometimes they'll ask you to actually mail in the request. Uh, it could be based on security questions weren't answered properly or. Who knows what? But I I would absolutely take the time to do it. But again, uh, just to preface this, only request one of those three every four months so that you can rotate it throughout the course of the year and keep on top of uh, whatever might have changed in your credit uh, bureau reports. Good for you. Yep, that's awesome. I've heard of um, free, uh, was it creditkarma.com. I've never done one myself from there. I just have heard that, so I don't know if that might be one as well. Okay, so back to the investigation. So we talked about what, uh, th- going through the application, but what usually takes place to conduct a typical investigation? Well, we, I guess we talked about that, but will everybody that's going through a security clearance process, will they be interviewed by an agent from the U.S. government? Because that can be intimidating, I'm sure, for people. Uh, no, not everybody. Uh, as I mentioned, if you're going for a uh, confidential or secret clearance and there's no issues that you listed and there's no issues that came up during the investigation, that you won't be interviewed. Now, if you're going for a uh, top secret clearance or you've listed uh, an issue for any of these types of investigations or one pops up, uh, you will be interviewed to sort of find out the who, what, when, where, how, and why and uh, what does the future look like with any of these particular issues if they still exist. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So if there's no issues, you basically don't be, you're not interviewed then through them. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, secret clearance, and then you'll, you'll go through a litany of questions. Okay. So how can a person help themselves to fix issues that they are aware of in their backgrounds before they go through the security clearance? So we talked about that, you know, before with the, with the scenario that I gave. Can you give our listeners some examples? Well, um... As I mentioned uh, earlier, if you're using illegal drugs, which a lot of experimentation goes on in high school and uh, college, of course, um, it's time to stop that if you know that you're going to have a background investigation, especially for security clearance, um, because people will be interviewed, uh, there will be... um, law enforcement records checked, and if you ever ever had a summary offense for any type of a drug issue or any type of a, an arrest for drugs, it's going to pop up, and you're going to have to be able to explain it. Uh, so take care of that now. The same thing sort of goes with alcohol. Uh, there's oftentimes a lot of usage during high school, especially college, and uh, you want to avoid any issues involving alcohol. So if you have any of these type of issues, you know, look at it seriously. Think about your future and uh, take the appropriate steps to take uh, corrective and proactive measures to fix it. 
Right. And when the kids are in high school and college, they kind of live in the moment. They kind of live for today's today and we won't worry about the future. And But when they get to college and they start getting toward their sophomore, junior, senior year of college, then they start kind of thinking, oh, well, we do have to start thinking. At least that's how I did. I got to thinking, okay, well, you know, life is going to be happening here soon and we're going to start getting jobs. So sometimes kids aren't always good about thinking for the future. So just be safe. Um, I, I don't know how, when my son was growing up, that's one thing I could say, just please be safe, be smart, be, think about what you're doing and, um, always take care of others too. If you see others doing something that's not right, always be there to take care of them. Hey, Kevin, we have about two minutes until break. Um, tell me a little bit more about, well, when we come back from break, also, I want to talk about some of your appearances that you've had on CBS, NBC, ABC. I'm really in awe of all that too, because of your book, Access Granted. You've gotten a lot of success from your book. You've also went out and done some speaking from your book, Access Granted. So we want to talk about a little bit about that after the break. And also, when we come back from the break, we want to talk a little bit more about some of these personal interviews that go on and just kind of give some people examples of maybe some of the questions that will be going on. So we got still lots of stuff to um, talk about. And after our break, we will do that. But for Kevin's website, it's federalsecurityclearance.net. And mine is www.johausman.com. And if any of our listeners have questions, feel free to give us a call at 1-888-346-9141. And Kevin, we'll be right back after break. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The Compassionate Life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate. Host Dr. Brittany King is also one of these humanitarians. Each week she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world, both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness. Listen every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it Hello and welcome back. This is Joe with the Go For It on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I have my special guest, Kevin Crane, with me today. He wrote a book called Access Granted and is talking about the invest, uh, talk about process of how to get your security clearance access if you apply for um, certain type of jobs that need that. So he is a wealth of information, all his many years of um, being a federal agent. So Kevin, welcome back. Thank you. And, and for so we're talking about the uh, going through the application and all that. So now let's get to where they. So 
um, an officer from the federal government will call somebody if they have questions, and so they're going to set up an interview. So how long or what do people need to know about these interviews? How long do they last? What kind of questions are they going to ask? Those type of things. Okay, well, um, a very simple issue interview, again, if somebody is going for a confidential or secret clearance, typically they wouldn't be interviewed unless they listed an issue or one came up during the investigation, but um, a simple issue interview or even somebody with a very clean background going for a top secret clearance, the interview could take perhaps an hour, maybe more, again, depending on what type of issues are being covered. Uh, somebody with a very serious issue or issues uh, or a person going for a top secret clearance that has a very detailed background, uh, that could take a couple of hours or more. And from my own personal experience, uh, the longest interview that I conducted uh, went for two days straight, uh, 16 oh, hours. Uh, it oh was gosh. extremely detailed with a lot of issues, and uh, I had to get a signed sworn statement from the subject. So it was, you, that was probably did, the, the toughest one I've done. Did you hire that person? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't up That's to me to hire time. him, but uh, oh. I just presented the facts as they were, and uh, he was a very decent man, but he had so many issues that, uh, the best of my recollection, he was not granted a security clearance. I mean, we covered drugs, alcohol, arrests, uh, financial issues, and uh, he was a draftsman, actually. And um, But again, he just had so many issues that uh, I don't believe he received his clearance as a result of that. Mm. That's a long time. Two days is, a, I mean, that's a long time. Okay, so what advice can you give someone that will be having a personal interview and knows that the issues that they have are going to be discussed? Uh, excellent question. Uh, first, uh, as we talked about before, be completely honest and cooperative mm-hmm. with the investigator who speaks with you. Uh, second, uh, prepare by having all the details, the dates, the names, the places, etc. That will help you answer any question for the issue or issues at hand. Uh, This way, again, you can be uh, honest about it and you can be uh, very quick about it. Uh, This preparation uh, will ensure that you provide accurate and truthful responses and it will help the interview process to go smoother. Uh, And remember, you may not get another chance to explain your situation. So be proactive, be prepared, and be honest. And uh, hopefully you won't get called back for a second interview to clarify something that you either lied about or omitted. Right, yeah. I don't think a second interview would probably be good in this case. Uh, No, usually not. (laughs) (laughs) Normally it would be good, but not in this case it wouldn't be good. (laughs) Not in this case, no. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... So they went through the investigative process if they've had a head of interview or, or whatever they needed. So once a person's investigation is actually complete, what happens next? Well, once the investigation uh, is given to the adjudicator, the adjudicator is that the uh, federal government person that gets the completed product, the completed investigation, reads it over, and they have to make a determination. And uh, But once they get it and a decision has been made, you'll typically be notified by your potential employer or military supervisor that you were granted a security clearance and that you can begin your new job. Or if you were denied a clearance, uh, you'll probably be asked to leave. Oh, well, that's never good when you're asked to leave. Not not good. So So you definitely want to be access granted. Uh, Yes, read the book first before, uh, with plenty of time before, 
you have to complete your application because it'll help you from A to Z prepare and uh, be proactive, and uh, you'll be more likely to get uh, a clearance, especially when you read the part with uh, mitigating circumstances and all the adjudicative guidelines that the government looks at. Uh, really important if you have any type of issue in your background. Okay. With this mitigating, what was that, circumstance, what does yeah. that mean? I know it's in your book, but what does that mean for our listeners? Because that I wouldn't even have a clue what that means. Most people actually don't. Um, well, let me put it this way. Uh, when you have an issue or multiple issues in your investigation, uh, the adjudicator will need to see if there are reasons to still grant you a security clearance in spite of this issue or issues. Uh, let's use the example earlier uh, covering someone's use of marijuana. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're interviewed, uh, the person did list the usage on their security application. Um, it was used, we'll say, five years ago. Uh, They only used it less than 10 times, and they have no other drug involvement, and they have no future intention of ever using illegal drugs again. Well, these Mm -hmm. responses um, uh, basically uh, lessen the seriousness, if you will, of the issue, and the adjudicator is very likely to grant you a security clearance. Uh, All other issues had a set of what's called mitigating criteria, and I've listed it all in the book. It's right from the government itself. And uh, that's why if you have even a, a minor issue, uh, a lot of minor issues, or even major issue or issues, look at the book. Uh, I have a whole chapter dedicated to that, and you can sort of formulate your game plan based on how the government looks like, uh, looks at the mitigating circumstances and the adjudicator criteria they use. Uh, you can certainly look this up on the Internet, but everything is right in front of your fingertips uh, with the book. Yeah, and if that's where you're going to go, I would definitely, well, I'd recommend your book anyways, Access Granted, because it's so full of knowledge, and all your years in that line of work, you just broke it down so easily to comprehend in your book, and to me, I read it, and even though I... I'm not applying for federal clearance, at least not as of yet. But in the future, if I ever have to, I know exactly what I need to do now. Um, I don't have anything major in my background. But, you know, you just never know when things pop up. Just like that example of that gentleman I knew from 30 years ago. He never was arrested for it, so he never thought he had to disclose it. Well, technically, he should have. So those are just things that we just don't know. One step further, Joe, uh, people who may not be necessarily going for a government federal security clearance, uh, any type of job, as I mentioned earlier, they're going to look at your background. So read the book, look at the various issues and things that you can do to either avoid or fix it, because somebody someday is probably going to do some kind of a background investigation, uh, even for a very simple job. At the child care center uh, my wife and I own, uh, we have to do background checks, uh, state police, FBI fingerprints child abuse history, uh, to name three, uh, that all of our teachers have to undergo. So if you're aware of the types of things that people look for, uh, whether it be for the government or any type of an employer, uh, you can either avoid the issues or fix the issues, but uh, it's just good information to know so that you can benefit your career. Oh, there you go. And even possibly in like a uh, banking industry or something to do with money, I would think something like that, would this would also come in beneficial. Oh, absolutely. That is one of the uh, career fields where they will definitely do a background check on you. And uh, if you want that job, especially 
I like to use an example with the government. Uh, many of the starting opening positions, if you will, are roughly around a, a GS-7 level, which is around $42,000. But the position may require a background check and or a security clearance. If you can pass it, um, you'll probably get the job and start off at, in this case, $42,000. But if you can't pass a background check and you're just coming out of college with a degree, you may find, unfortunately, as so many college students do, that they have to work at a, a mall, a, a restaurant, or a, a bar. Uh, there's nothing dishonorable about those positions, but uh, it's not what you went to school for, and it would be a darn shame to not be able to get the career that you've always dreamed about because you have something in your background that you could have either avoided or fixed. And... Uh, this is the difference in making $20,000 compared to $42,000 and uh, even more because in those jobs making $42,000, uh, within a couple of years uh, between bonuses and raises, uh, you could be making much, much more. So, again, it's better to be proactive when you're looking at your future. That's right. Good advice, Kevin. Being proactive is always good. And a lot of us, and I include me, sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're so anxious to get that job, we kind of forget what's in our background or forget about the past. Whereas in retrospect, we need to recognize and take care of that so they can get the job we want. And so my topic today was making the impossible possible. And you are making the impossible possible, Kevin, through your security clearances and all your good advice for our listeners. So one last question on that is if somebody is denied a security clearance, kind of like what you just said, they most likely won't get the job. Is that right? That is absolutely right. Um, I'll say that perhaps in the military, where just about 90% of the uh, military has to have some sort of a clearance, as I was told by a recruiter, uh, it's possible that they could move you from a position where you needed a clearance, perhaps into a position that you know you won't need a clearance, but uh, it's probably not the job that you really want. Sure, sure, yeah. And so you definitely want to take care of all those past issues and also be honest when you apply for these jobs. Just let them know if there's something in your background that's questionable, it's always best just to be honest up front, especially when it comes to the federal government. You want them to, um, if, they need to if they need to question you about it, let them question you about it. But as long as you're honest and up front, <clears throat> excuse me, at least they know you're honest with them. And uh, the good thing you said a little bit earlier, and I wanted, to, I wanted to really hone in on that, you said the federal government understands when people are younger and they make mistakes. Is that yeah. really true? <laughs> it is true. Uh, uh-huh. We basically, um, when we did these investigations, you know, we would tell people, we would give them the Privacy Act up front, uh, basically explaining why we're doing the investigation. Uh, they can get a copy of the investigation, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but as we stressed the honesty part before we did the interviews, uh, we did mention that you know, the government, we're not looking for angels. Everybody's made a mistake uh, or more than one mistake. Uh, we just need to cover how it happened, the circumstances. And again, oftentimes we do things when we're young that we certainly wouldn't do uh, as we mature into responsible adults. Uh, we just have to make sure that the issues that you might have had before uh, are not current issues, and uh, that those same issues aren't likely to reoccur in the future. Uh, many of these things tend to make you susceptible to blackmail or coercion, uh, acting against the best interests of the United States. Uh, for instance, you have maybe gambling issues in the past. 
Well, if you currently still have gambling issues and you say that you're going to quit now, uh, chances are that's not true. You'll have gambling issues in the future. And uh, when you can't pay your debt, you're more likely to do something uh, such as selling classified information. And uh, that makes you vulnerable. And you'll most likely not get a security clearance. That's just the one example. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's great advice, Kevin. That's probably exactly true. So let's go back to how, how you and I first met. We met through Bestseller Publishing and how we wrote the book. We only have a few minutes left, so I just wanted to cover this. Sure. What, how long did it take you to write your book? And was it frustrating? Was it easy? Was it something that you've always, always desired to do? Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, uh, great. Um, I probably wanted to write a book uh, up until that point for about 10 years, just never did. Uh, I just sat down. Um, I was uh, motivated and dedicated, and it took me about two months or so to actually write everything down. And uh, I would do a little bit here, a little bit there, and I just stuck to it. There were times when I couldn't get past certain things uh, as far as my writing, but uh, for the most part, I think I was fortunate. It was all in my head based on experience, um, and uh, so I was fortunate. I was able to get it done fairly quick. I remember that because it's taken me, seems like it took me a year and a half to get mine done, and you had done it so quickly. The difference is, and if I was to write something about my, about my work, it would go a lot smoother than about my personal life. So, and I give you so much kudos for that because two months is, I mean, that is fantastic. Same with me. I'd wanted to write a book for many years and it just was just coming to fruition and actually getting everything down on paper. I didn't know how to write a book. Did you know how to write a book before you contacted the publisher? You know, I've written many investigations that were almost like books because they were so thick. Uh, But as far as writing an actual book, no, I had no clue, no idea. And I think that's why people like you and I uh, went to uh, work with the publisher that uh, took us on and uh, just sort of helped us along the way. Yeah, and took for me, they took me by the hand, really, because I, like I said, mine was such a personal story, and they just took me by the hand and really just guided me how I was supposed to do it and how um, it was supposed to be all laid out. And thankfully, my son was part of my book, and he wrote the foreword to my book, which was also a true blessing. So, Kevin, any last words of advice for our listeners as we come to a close on the show today? Well, I, I guess the big thing is, Decide what it is in life you want to do. Um, try to maintain a positive attitude. Uh, don't let negative people tell you you can't get things done uh, or you can't achieve certain goals. Uh, you have to sort of shoot for the stars, and hopefully you'll at least reach the moon. And, uh, and ask help. Ask for mentors, uh, people who've been there and done it. Uh, many of us have been helped along the way. We've never done it truly by ourselves. And uh, we all have an obligation to help each other, and uh, that's how it should be in life. So I would just encourage people to reach your goals, shoot for your dreams, and don't be afraid to ask for help along the way because we all did. Amen, Kevin. What a wonderful advice that was. That was absolutely wonderful. Kevin, thank you so much for being on my show today. Your website is federalsecurityclearance.net. Again, my name is Joe Hausman with my special guest, Kevin Crane. My website is www.joehausman.com. Thank you, Kevin, for being my special guest today. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next week, have a blessed week.
Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.